The Arizona Coyotes have dropped another one, this time falling 7-1 to the Vancouver Canucks. I'm going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. I'm Carl Pavlak. Just going to be me for today. I uh, wanted to discuss yesterday's game against the Vancouver Canucks. And unfortunately, Robin is having a couple car issues, so she cannot join us. Uh, before we get started, I do want to thank everyone for making today your first listen of today. Um, it's always great that you're supporting us, uh, especially right now. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So um, last night's game against the Vancouver Canucks, not a great one for the Coyotes. If you're a big standings watcher and you're interested in making sure that they stay, you know, at the very bottom of the standings, I'm sure you were a little bit happy, but Even for those people, um, I'm not one, but I can appreciate it. I was last time the Coyotes were tanking. Like, you cannot want a 7-1 loss. It's just demoralizing, and it shows that there is a real disconnect with this team. And, you know, it's understandable. It's one of those things that Robin and I have talked about all year. Um, It happens a lot whenever we're talking about the collapses the this team is not one that is you know very confident in themselves because they know what the situation is they know that the team is rebuilding they know that they you know do not have the most skilled roster in the lineup they don't have you know the most experienced players like there's a lot that could go wrong with this team and we often see that going wrong as it did yesterday uh last night so, you know, I never really want to fault these players for for losing 7-1 in a horrible season at the very end with all of your best players gone. That's just, you know, I've been in situations where I've been set up to fail at my job before. They're not fun and they are very demoralizing. Um, but these kind of, you know, situations, they do have they're kind of bright sides. Um, we can kind of see what the coaching staff is made of. Um, a big reason why I think the Coyotes went with a younger coach uh, like Bear is because he has a history of working with younger players. He has a history of making sure that they're motivated. And the team is stocked full of young players. So we need him to kind of keep the team motivated. Uh, this is going to be a very big step for him and as he said uh after the game like this isn't just meaningless games for a lot of players especially right now with a lot of two-side roadrunners on the ice uh and former roadrunners like this is an audition for playing with the team next year and you know these players need to remember that hey jobs are on the line and when I say that, I don't mean that they need to win every game because that's just not going to happen. 
looking at the schedule, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about this at the end, um, like the Coyotes are not going to win a lot more games. Uh, there's a very good chance that they are going to have the worst record that they've had in franchise history after this season. But they, there are still things that individuals can do. An individual player could have a good game. Uh, a Barrett Hayton or a J.J. Mosher um, or a Nate Smith or a Jack McBain. Like, all these players have reasons to play. They could have an individual game, and it may not stand out as much, but it's going to stand out to you know the coaching staff, the scouting staff. It's going to stand out to those people, and that's what they really need. And we're just not seeing enough of that. There, there's been no step up. Like no players have kind of come forward to assume the mantle in a way that I'd really hope they would. It's a, you know, it's a tough ask. I I readily admit that, but it is something where, you know, you, you do expect there to be a little bit more, you know, hustle, a little bit more kind of drive that we're just not getting from the coyotes right now. Um, I do think a big part of that is coming from the veteran guys as well like you expect the players who have been there before the the phil kessels the louis erickson's um the andrew lads to really kind of step up and show like they've been through adversity they are also playing to prove that they deserve a chance to play in the nhl next year um like a lot of them have expiring contracts phil kessel does um uh Lad does not he assigned for one more year but jay beagle does um anton roussel although he's injured of course so he's not really coming into play there's not really too much he can do but like you would expect kind of like you know especially phil kessel uh if he wants to chase that solo iron man streak record he should be having you know the best hockey he could play right now and i thought that he had a really good setup to andrew lad lad had the lone coyotes power goal uh yesterday on the power play which was you know great to see it's it's nice to see the fire the power play finally starting to click even if it's coming a little late but you know i i just i want more from the veterans i want them to be a consistent presence on the ice even if they're not scoring i want them to show that they still have it in them to play professional hockey because you know it's tough but i'm just i'm not seeing that right now uh i i do kind of you know i'm really glad that when uh, Bill Armstrong went out and acquired a bunch of veterans which he he did for for cap reasons um he got players who are on like one year left of their contract because they're going to be coming off the books now. And Robin and I had discussed this in the beginning of the season. Like these are players like, you know, can't just Roussel or Beagle have one more season left in them. Well, this is a perfect opportunity to show they're going to get the ice time if they, if they earn it. And, you know, I, I, I haven't really seen a compelling case from any of them. Um, Probably the best is Lad, who surprisingly enough is signed for the with the Coyotes uh, for next season. He has seven goals on the season, which you know, not a lot, but he's missed pretty substantial injury time. And just in general, like for a player that no one thought was going to play, that's uh you know that's kind of impressive. Um, 
But yeah, just we we need more from the Coyotes, even though the games aren't going to matter. I just want to see some some life, uh, something. Um, but you know that that's really going to depend. And like I said, it's not going to be getting any easier. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, tell you about a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about the game. And first, I have a message from our friends at Built Bar, and that's: Have you tried the puffs? If not, you are missing out on one of the best-tasting Built Bars. The Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. The Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, my personal favorite. They're all really good, and you're going to find one that'll be your new favorite. All Built Bars, including the Puffs, are covered in 100% real chocolate. So if you're someone who likes chocolate, you're not going to be missing out if you get Built Bars. Uh, what I want you to do is go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you can get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back, everybody. Carl Pavlock with Locked On Coyotes. Like I said, just going to be me today. Uh, and once you know, once you're finished with listening to this, maybe go check out Lockdown Now. It's a really good place where you can get some up-to-the-minute sports information, uh, especially around the NHL. As every, uh, as most of our uh, podcasts will, we'll add some segments in there so you can get a good, you know, general view of what's happening. Uh, but we still have more to talk about for this game, and I think one of my biggest concerns is just the amount of play that Carol Vimelka is getting right now. Vimelka, ever since the, the team traded away Scott Wedgwood, has been getting a majority of the starts. He only made it through two periods uh, last night before he was pulled for the third period. Uh, you know, that was after giving up six goals on uh, 32, or sorry, 22 shots. Not good. Uh, three of them came on the power play. Two of them uh, were definitely deflections. I, I do not remember the third one. So it's really tough to kind of blame him for all of the goals. But we've seen this before. We've seen this with Vimelka specifically. Like he will, you know, occasionally just not have a great game, not have a couple of great games. And the the thing that fixes that is setting him, like having him work with the the coaching staff, having him kind of like reset his game and then getting him back out there. But I, I do not think that the team is really comfortable doing that. Um, I, I'm not sure why. Uh, I I can understand that wanting to throw Satari to the, to the Wolves, um, but I think he is earned a couple more starts. This just doesn't seem like it's the best case scenario for Vimelka or for the team. It, it has to be extremely demoralizing to, to see your goaltender give up, you know, six goals on 22 shots. Um, and, you know, for Vimelka, it has to be very demoralizing to have like the team in front of you, just not be able to keep the puck out. Like, I don't want to, you know, pretend it's it's one or the other. Like everyone on the team right now is struggling, and that includes Vimelka. And I kind of just want to give him a little bit of rest. Uh, I, I do think that you know they will probably play Satari against the um, Calgary Flames coming up this weekend. I'm sure that will be an absolute bloodbath. Uh, just 
everything we've seen with the Calgary Flames this year, as well as what we're looking at for the current Arizona Coyotes. Like, but I mean, what's the option? Throw Vimelka out there for another bloodbath? There's not really any good choices. Um, but something I did allude to was the Coyotes gave up three power play goals. That is extremely unfortunate. Don't want to do that. Um, that is, It was the first time this season that they have done that, which was kind of surprising to me because the Coyotes' power or penalty kill has been just god-awful all year long. Uh, one of the worst in the, in the league. Um you would have thought that, you know, especially for a highly penalized team like the Coyotes, they'd be giving up more power play goals. And they give up a lot. I, I don't want to say that they don't because they absolutely give up a lot. But I, I was surprised that they had yet to give up three in one game before. So, yeah, we're still, you know, setting season records as uh, as the year's limping to an end, which is, eh, it's a thing. Um, but. Uh, this is definitely one of the things where I, I think that Bill Armstrong and Bear are going to be looking to address as, after the season comes to an end. And hopefully Robin and I will be able to break down some of those moves uh, before they happen. Uh, that's, I, I think, what next month is going to be about. While the playoffs are happening, we're going to be talking about what the Coyotes need to do next. And I feel like there needs to be some changes behind the benches. And also just kind of you know, maybe picking up some some players who are specialists. Uh, the team definitely needs a face-off specialist. I think Jay Beagle kind of served that role a little bit this season, but not not nearly enough. Um, and probably some penalty killers, even if the even if the team expects to be bad next year, which I think that they do. I think they're going to be in the hunt for another you know high pick. You you don't want to be giving up just a bunch of easy goals on the on the penalty kill because you know they're still going to lose. They don't need to lose that way. They don't need to lose in a way that's going to demoralize their team, which I think is what's wrong right now. They are losing in extremely bad ways, and it's going to demoralize people. And you know you don't want players like. Nate Smith or, or Jack McBain who are signed on shorter deals or even players like Yanis Mosier uh, or Shane Gostasbear to, to really be dealing with that kind of thing. Like they already know that they're going to lose. They don't need to be humiliated every night. Uh, and also you don't need you know to keep putting the Melka out to dry. Uh, I do kind of wonder what the, the team's long-term plans are in net. The uh, Melka is signed for a couple of years and, has proven to be, if nothing else, uh, a steady backup who could come in and steal a couple games. But it, that could very much change if he starts getting used to just getting lit up all the day. Um, so, you know, I, I do think that there there is some tweaks that need to be made. The team's not going to turn into a contender overnight. I, I don't care what the start of March was like. That, that was a mirage or a statistical anomaly, sorry, whatever you want to call it, but they're not going to be that. Um, So yeah, it's, it's a tough loss and, you know, there's a a very clear kind of like things that could be done to 
alleviate losses like that. Uh, I, I do also want to say that like the team is without their best players. They're without Jacob Chikrin. They're without Clayton Keller. They're without Lawson Krause. Like they definitely rely on those players to provide offense and defense and just everything. Like they touch so many areas of the game. So these kind of losses are to be expected. But I do think that there's a couple of small things that the team can do to, you know, like I said, alleviate it. Maybe instead of a 7-1 loss to the Vancouver Canucks next year, the Coyotes are losing 3-1 or 3-2 or heck, maybe like winning a couple of games late in the year. That'd be nice. Um, Even if it messes with the lottery odds a little bit, like I'm fine with the team having some momentum because Younger players need that kind of like winning atmosphere. They they can't just be stuck with a losing team because they start to pick up bad habits and just all the intangible things that we talk about. Um, but that's gonna do it for that game. I, I'm tired of thinking about it. It was it was really rough to watch. Uh, if you are still watching all the Coyotes games late in the year, kudos to you for sticking with it. They have not been fun, um, but. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what we have coming up, uh, but another quick word from our sponsors. And this time, it's a message from our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting stats information. You can find all the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. There's a reason Robin and I always go to Bet Online when we're talking about the previews for the games. You can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, everybody, Carl Pavlak here. I uh, also have my cat on my lap if you're watching on YouTube, why it may look so weird. Uh, if you are listening, yeah, give our YouTube channel a watch. You can see what we look like. Uh, I got a nice Coyotes flag in the back and some sticks. Tell me if you like the the goalie stick. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, as I said, I wanted to just kind of preview what we have left for the year and why it doesn't give me a lot of hope that the Coyotes are going to reach their previous low point total in a year. Uh, tomorrow... They will be facing off against the Calgary Flames um, in the last game of the road trip. That's going to be tough. Calgary Flames are one of the top teams in the Pacific Division this year, which I know, bit of a surprise, but they are a highly skilled team. Johnny Goudreau just hit 100 points, which kudos to him. Very impressive. Uh, I have always liked the the smaller skilled guys in hockey, um, so like Clayton Keller uh, is, I think, the best kind of Coyotes analog. And I, I hope that, you know, Keller eventually hits 100 points too. If he gets a, a decent center and some support, maybe. Uh, before he got injured, he was on a, a phenomenal pace. Like, I can see him getting an extra 20 if he has, like, a good person to set up. Uh, but after that, starting next week, they're going to be playing the Carolina Hurricanes, Chicago Blackhawks, Washington Capitals and St. Louis Blues all at home. The Washington St. Louis games are going to be a back to back on Friday and Saturday. So definitely, you know, if you want a long weekend of hockey, eh, it's a good place to start. Um, 
of those four games, Chicago is the winnable one. And that's uh, that's probably it. Um, the Coyotes in the past have done really well against the St. Louis Blues, but like I said last month, uh, or maybe earlier this month, I, I I can't remember. The last time the Coyotes played the Blues, like a big part of that plan was always just get the puck to Clayton Keller, who was phenomenal against the Blues in his career. Like type of player who always like stands up against his hometown team. Love to see that, especially because you know, the Coyotes are division rivals with the Blues. Like, so they're going to be playing a lot. It would be nice to have a player who consistently does well against them. Uh, week after that, Minnesota Wilds and Dallas Stars for a back-to-back on Tuesday and Wednesday. That's going to be the Coyotes' final road trip. Uh, again, another tough one. Dallas Stars, they're going to be seeing their former goaltender in Scott Wedgwood, who has been really good and can hopefully get the Stars to the playoffs, which will, I believe, increase the value of the pick that they are going to be getting back from the Stars. And the Wild, of course, have been a you know kryptonite to the Coyotes for a while now. They are just a good team that matches up well against them. Do not expect that to change starting next week. And then the final game of the season, they will be hosting the Nashville Predators on the 29th of this month. And then, thankfully, this season of the Coyotes is going to be over. Uh, I I do – I have enjoyed a lot of this season. Uh, I have enjoyed watching the younger players develop. I have enjoyed watching career years from Clayton Keller, from Lawson Krause, from Nick Schmaltz. Uh, I, I have – Really enjoyed the like, you know, the debut uh, of Yanis Mosier. I think Barrett Hayton has looked much better this year. There are definitely bright spots that I can point to, and that we are going to be talking about, like I said, next month when we start doing recaps of the season and talking about what comes next. But there's just been a lot this year. the The injuries have been just kind of depressing to watch um, the the fact that the Coyotes are, are finishing this year without their best players and just like seeing the impact that's having uh, the, um, the just kind of, you know, running out of gas towards the end. I, I really hate to see that the Coyotes I thought throughout the year have had some just great, final gasps like they will not go down without a fight they will continue to try and score a goal even in a meaningless game i did kind of see that a bit last night like they were deep in the vancouver end in the final minute and i would just love to see more of that but i i just don't see that really happening uh i i don't know if they necessarily have the energy left to kind of keep doing stuff like that which is just disappointing, um, but not at all expected. Uh, I, I do really hope that we get like some just you know some standout performances, some individual performances. Like I said, I don't think it's going to impact the game much, but I would like to see you know Smith and McBain get their first NHL goals um, this season rather than waiting till the next. That'd be fun. Uh, I would like to see if. You know, Nick Schmaltz and Barrett Hayton can 
develop some chemistry. Um, we have seen Hayton's defensive play look pretty good this year. I would just love to see his offense kind of catch up to what it has looked like in juniors in his, his shortened year. Uh, and, and just about a bunch of other stuff. So there's a lot of like small reasons to watch games, but yeah, you're watching for that bright spot in a team getting blown out. And that's just very tiring. That's going to do it for today's episode though. Sorry. is a bit of a downer going into Friday. Just, it's a tough time to be a Coyotes fan right now. It's a tough time to talk about them. Um, so no, it's not fun. Uh, I and I did just want to get some some thoughts about the game and, and the end of the season. They're bleak thoughts, but I'm sure you know if you're listening to this, you are also having kind of bleak thoughts about the Coyotes this year. Uh, if you like what you heard, definitely give us a a subscribe. A subscribe. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. As I said earlier, we're also on YouTube. Come check out my flag on YouTube. Um, you can follow me personally at Carl Pavlock FFH right on the screen if you're watching along. Uh, and we will be back next week to preview the game against the Carolina Hurricanes and discuss what happened uh, tomorrow with the Calgary Flames. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Thank you for making Lockdown Pilot. Uh, Coyotes, your first podcast of the day. Uh, if you're looking for something else to check out, check out our Fantasy Hockey podcast. Uh, it's a great place if you're following fantasy. If you're able to like be focused on players who aren't Coyotes, I'm sure it's a good time for you. But thank you so much for uh, for listening. Thank you for following along. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope you're staying safe out there, and don't forget to howl on. <laughs>